This is Maybe Tomorrow. I'm Bria. And I'm Caroline. We're two friends having an unfiltered conversation about our own personal journeys with anxiety. And inviting you to help us break down the stigmas by celebrating this very human experience. Our highs, our lows, our quirks, and everything in between. (laughs) Okay. Take three. (laughs) Hey. Hello. We almost got the sound right this time. Out the gate. Not quite. I know. That was my fault. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I, technology is hard sometimes. It's so, so hard. It is hard. There's just too many things to plug in and too many settings. And I'm tired of Zoom. That's all. <laughs> I'm tired of Zoom too, but don't you think this would be weird to record if we didn't do this over Zoom? Like if we were like... Totally. It would be really weird. Yeah, and we I don't know I what like... it's like to record in person, so I guess we're not missing out on anything. No, we sure don't. Damn. Lame. All right. You, you know what's were... funny? What? Josh thought we've never met. He's like, wow, you guys get along really well for two people that have never met in person. I was like... I mean, twice. We, we work together. Has it only been twice? Yeah, I guess so. Like LA. And Portland. And then... And in Portland. Yeah. Well, I've yeah. been talking to a lot of people at work where I'm like, it's really strange to me that I've never met you in person. It, like, yeah. <laughs> That's I feel weird. like I'm on a lot of calls with you. Like, have you, you've never met John in person? No. And you know what's weird? It's like, are we going to hug people? Like, I don't know if I'm going to hug anybody. I don't think coworkers get the hugs. <laughs> oh, that's you yeah, do. I, guess so. I don't know. <laughs> but like, I guess so. when we come out of this, I don't think the first people that I'm gonna donate my hugs to are gonna be coworkers. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, use your hugs sparingly, people. Like, yeah, every hug is a risk. I had so. a. I saw a friend a couple months ago, and he gave me a hug. And like we were with another friend too, and she was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't know that you were gonna be like my first hug. <laughs> I don't know if I wanted to use it on you." <laughs> I mean, that's so fair. Like, draw those boundaries and force them. What do you want to? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like losing your virginity. You're like, I don't, I don't think it's you. I don't know. Like. Yeah, I get it. Hugging, like, you're you're very close. It makes sense. Yeah, I guess I was a little bit loosey-goosey with my virginity anyway, so. <laughs> Wait, which Stricter one? with you're... hugs. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow. Just throw it out there. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Um... Speaking, speaking of relationships. Speaking of relationships, um... Fun fact, fun fact, or really fun piece of news is, I don't know if you've ever gone, but we just started, um, we as in like my partner, Josh and I had just started uh, like therapy, like couples counseling. I've never, never been. How Um, did you like it? Scale of one to 10. Well, I think this kind of goes back to, first of all, your, your difficulties with finding a 
therapist. Yeah. It's like the same process, right? But like this one's tricky too because you don't have like the health. They, I don't think health, uh, like couples counseling or premarital counseling or anything like that is covered by insurance. No. Like you can use your HSA card That's and nice. everything like that, but it's not like um subsidized by insurance. So it's pretty expensive because you're paying the full rate. So you don't really have that to go. So it's like the pool is even larger. Yeah. To like shop from. Do they Whereas have like, to, and they can be like clinical social workers and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I think that a lot of like relationship counselors or therapists use, they get like other like certifications. There's like the Gottman Institute. There's like a, who has like a whole methodology and there's like different places where you can go to get like I don't know certified to know how to talk to crazy couples so (laughs) I'm trying not to use the word crazy I'm sorry like I just like I don't know how some like counselors do it like I would be a nightmare yeah uh yeah that but also just like work with certain people and not call them crazy like me (laughs) like (laughs) like well, so anyway. yeah, what I want to know, I want to know about this lady. So you said oh. it's it's hard to shop for one. It is. Well, like you know, like your criteria was like you have to have a heartbeat and you have to take Etna. <laughs> you know, like mine's like, and I ended up going with somebody who didn't even take our insurance. So there you go. Oh really? Yeah, it's oh. gonna be two hundred oh, fucking fifty dollars right. for my first session. Woof. I know. FSA be covering that shit, but it's still my money. Yeah, it is. And we and and it's a two thousand dollar deductible. Do you know how long it takes to get to two thousand dollars? Well, I mean, with two hundred fifty dollar appointments, not very many, I guess. But But yeah, that's a lot. Still eight sessions. Am I doing that math actually? Yeah. I don't know. Someone do the math first. Don't you wish we had a fact checker who could just be like. It's 10. Isn't that what <laughs> podcast people have? Yeah. Someone on the side. True, but I, a producer or some shit. Maybe yeah. one day. One day. But for now, I think you just did a, the math correctly. Yeah. Eight sessions is a lot. That's at least, that's like almost once a month, which feels about right. But that means that you won't meet your deductible until like the end of the year, basically. And then it starts over again. Yeah. And then it resets. Insurance is fucked up. It's a whole, it's a scam. It's a total scam. I told you that my dog had cancer. Okay, we'll get into that later because that is a whole nother ordeal. But going back to couples counseling, I've never done it. Um, to be fair, I also just never cared to do it with anybody else because I was like, I'm going to break up with you because you are garbage. Yeah, um, you are toxic. So anyways, we go and um, it's through telehealth, which I am totally down with. And I'm used to doing that with my normal therapist. But what I realized is that when you go with somebody else, you sort of rely on like the commute to be like your buffer in between. Yeah. So it's like, once we get home, we can like start fresh, but it's like, hmm, we just unloaded all this stuff. Yeah. And then you just like log off and you're just like sitting next to each other. You're like, so... Uh, Want to turn go, uh, on the TV and watch yeah. some Seinfeld or <laughs> and yeah. it, and therapy also like if it's in person it creates a safe space that's like neutral territory. 
right. now you're like in your house. Yeah, exactly. Um, it wasn't awkward or anything. It was actually um, a pretty positive experience. And I found I'm I found this woman through just doing extensive research and uh, luckily she had a lot of resources on her website and then she also had like a snippet of um, a podcast that she was featured on. So I was able to just like listen to that and just like get a good sense of her methodology. But a lot of people don't have as much information. They'll have their approach. But also there's like this personality mesh because you're also trying to figure out if you, if their communication and their style works with you, but also your partner. It's like you're adding another person that adds another layer of complexity. Totally. But it worked out well. She's very um, action oriented. Um, she, she give is you homework. She sort of gave us homework, but she's actually super quick. She's like, I don't want to see you more than I actually have to. So she's like, I want to get you in. I want to get you out. Don't waste my time. I'm not going to waste yours. I was like, damn. Oh, okay. okay. We're, we're doing this. And uh, the best like part the is that alarm bell in like therapist's office where it's like, oh, I'm sorry you're crying, but you need to leave. <laughs> Our time is up. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, she's, um, but like her get style, I like it. I, <laughs> just get out now um I don't think she is for everybody I also say that because she told me that <laughs> she said I'm not for everybody <laughs> so she, she said if you want to fire me you can do it and then like look at us so I was like I was like you're kind of terrifying she's kind I'm of just... int- it sounds intense it is intense but I I I think I told you this I need a little bit of tough love I don't I can't do the touchy-feely stuff because I am down to talk about feelings with everybody else, including on this podcast. Yeah. So if I'm paying for your time, I need somebody to light a fire under my ass. Yeah, that's fair. Who can get me going. So anyways. Well, because that's not what you're going to get with, like, friends typically, right? Like, friends are going to be there for you and hearing you out most of the time. And it's like... If I'm, yeah, if I'm paying you, I need you to, like, tell me what the fuck is wrong with me. Exactly. And do it quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is her methodology. And it's really funny because I get, I have friends that give give me tough love. Like, you probably have some friends, too, that do the same where you're like, they're like, Bria, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, did you just do that? You know? Or, like, not cool? Yeah. I have friends like that. But this is, like, a, to- a totally different level. It's like, she... She just calls you out and you're like, okay, like we are, I'll just let that sit. Yep. And, um, I like it. And I think, um, it works really well for my partner. Like his communication style is being more direct. So there's that as well. And the first session was just us kind of just like talking getting to know each other, um, getting to know her methodology, but then starting to like dip the toe into what are the things you want to work on? I mean, and also for the record, for anybody that is listening, like we are totally fine. We are just in this space where we were supposed to get married, but COVID delayed so many of those plans. And uh, guess what? The only other person that you will see for like the next six months <laughs> is your Seems significant like a good other. investment right now. So yeah, I was like, why not? I mean, I don't want us to, at the end of this to basically be like roommates, like next time we record i'm like oh i moved into the basement and i'm twin bed and (laughs) but i'm in my recording studio at least (laughs) (laughs) it's my turn to unload the dishwasher um 
yeah, I don't, I, we just, it's more preventative, but it's also helpful because we've never done it before. And I'm lucky that he was like open to it. And we were talking about like our communication style and we're like super chill, easygoing people, you know, we're just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like there's, there's things that I get like unreasonably like pissed off about just things that just in the news, you know, uh, annoying things that people do. But as far as like having explosive fights, we don't really do that. And so we were talking about that and she was like, whoa, 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 you guys don't fight. And I was like, I mean, we have like, we have arguments. She's like, what about like explosive fights? We see, we do, we are on two sides of the table. Like we do not see eye to eye. This is, you know, and I'm like, I don't think we're about like, I don't think so. And, um, she had this like really interesting thought that I'm still trying to process, but it was around the idea that for her, it's easier to work with couples that are always fighting Hmm. versus the couples that seemingly, or say they don't fight because that means like, we don't know how to fight properly so we just don't do it so we're probably what we're doing is just been like okay and then just like sweeping it under the rug and then eventually that pile under the rug gets so large and luckily we're not there yet but it was like a really interesting insight to have Hmm. you know because like we've always been the couple that has been just like stable as a table, really easy going, nothing, you know, nothing really like rocks the boat that much. And if it is, we have like a pretty civil conversation around it. Well, why does but it have think- to be like, I don't see eye to eye? What if you just kind of agree? on <laughs> I don't know. I can ask her. We have our individual sessions coming up too. But the funny thing, and I don't know, I honestly don't know how I find counselors like this like I I swear like I find like the ones that are like so tough love and just like straight with you and you're just like okay I was not ready for that and I was like I don't see a problem with that and she's like well it's a lot easier to work with couples who fight all the time because at least that means at least one of them has a backbone and enough self-respect to hold their ground and Josh and I'm like oh fuck okay well that burn yeah and we were like, um, I don't know if that's uh, necessarily true. I mean, I, I just, uh, and we were like basically fumbling over our words, <laughs> which doesn't and, help the case, <laughs> you know, and then me just like from patterns of like toxic relationships. I'm like, oh, she just yelled at me. I'm like, when can I see you next? <laughs> <laughs> can you spank me next time? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was like, I like her. <laughs> How did Josh feel? Oh, he was just like, I mean, this is the first time really diving into therapy. So he's like, therapy's fucking weird. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's like, whatever, I'm going with it. So he was receptive, which, you know, I'm super grateful for. So I mean, it's we a, are in it. It's a good point. Um, I feel very similarly about me and Nate. Like, we don't really, we don't have like blowout fights. But I always just chalk that up to like, maybe we just agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was know. just like I was like if I was like maybe we're just like the same person and if that's the case could we get like a 50% discount on this like rate yeah because like we're easy like aren't we just easy well I mean I 
do you guys you disagree though and have conversations about stuff right but you don't like argue oh, yeah. about it um like it's still like sometimes arguments but I guess uh well I'll just come up clean with it she basically called me manipulative Ooh, I know I know it's because like She's like, you basically just like manipulate each other because you, you know what you need to get out of him to feel safe and secure. And all you want is to be coddled. And I was like, uh, okay, that's weird. Did you read my journal? <laughs> um. <laughs> so do you feel like she was accurate? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think of myself yeah. as a somewhat manipulative person as well. Yeah. And what are you gonna do? she's like, <laughs> and she's like, and he manipulates you because he knows exactly what to do to get you off his back. And I was like, okay, uh, Josh, okay, fair. Give me an example. Yeah, I was just like, uh, your turn. Excuse Tagging me. you in now. Yeah. Tagging out, Caroline. Uh, <laughs> Signing off. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really cool experience. I'm, really glad that I have a partner who's willing to do this with me and who knows what we'll learn. Um, also, if we end out of, end out on the other end of COVID alive and together, well, then that's a success. I mean, I feel that way for like every relationship. Like, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's a particularly shitty situation for people who are single right now, like the isolation that blows, but there is also there are different struggles for people who are in a relationship and it's like you are together 24 7 like you work next to each other you sleep together you make dinner together like you need to figure out how to navigate that so yeah yeah there's totally stressors that come with maintaining a relationship during this time yeah, I was thinking the other day where I was like, have I spent more time with my partner or with my phone? I was like, oh my God, I think I've spent more time with my partner. Or your phone? And Yeah, like what's with you more? Your, part, your partner oh, or your phone? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. My Something right to here. think about. No, it's not, so. <laughs> like I guess I'm, I guess I'm just an independent woman. Well, I feel, so how does it work if you guys do, I, I understand why you do individual sessions with um, like marriage counseling too, but um, have you talked to Leanne like about how you negotiate the two like therapy, I don't know, recommendations Dynamics. or whatever, like, is it different? Yeah. I imagine that they're still like at the root of it, like they're trying to get to who you are as a person to improve as a couple. So I don't yeah, know. I unfortunately like my next session with like my personal like therapist isn't until after my individual session because Oops. Um, she wants to do everything like all at once, like a short period of time and, but like longer sessions. Yeah. So it's like a bit of a, an investment up front. But my plan is to just like follow up with my own therapist and just like work through things that I learn. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did make sure to do was like being upfront about like, hey, I'm dealing with like anxiety. Like that's just like something that's been a part of me for so long. And then um, fun fact, 
turns out I also have ADHD and that could be the root of my anxiety or not. I don't know. There's a podcast episode about it if you want to listen. Yeah. Um, I mean, let me have, let me assign you a little bit of homework. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you, so do you have like Spotify? Let me just like link you. Also, don't forget to rate us. Um, No, but seriously, don't forget to rate us, please. Don't. (laughs) Be great. Yeah, we could totally use it. Um, and I, I was just like upfront with that. And so, you know, I think the context helps, but uh, she also told me to stop using my ADHD as like a crutch, basically. I was like, who, Leanne like, or the other one? My, uh, our couples counselor. Oh. She was like, she was just like, she's like, you keep saying you have ADHD, but She's like, I'm watching you process everything that I'm saying, follow those thoughts, string it together, apply it to hypothetical You're situations. You're like, I'm on drugs. Yeah, I was just like, well, I'm basically on meth right now. So that's, <laughs> that is probably why. Hello. But thank you. I will at least uh, report back and let them know that it's working. So this was a two hour long session? Yeah. Dude, I have my intake appointment and it's 90 minutes long and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about for that long, but maybe when you're talking about yourself, it's easy. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you're like, am I a narcissist too? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Probably. (laughs) I bet it'll go by so much faster than you think. Like you're it's going to be up and you're like, but wait a minute. I only got to 2006. I still have to tell you about my second boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is the thing, too, in specializations when it comes to therapists. Like, this is what I think also made it a challenge for me to find somebody because I wanted to make sure somebody was specialized in the, like, mental health things that I needed. But I feel like there's also things that come across in, like, life and relationships and stuff like that that you want to talk about, too. So I ended up going the route of somebody that's, like, a specialist more so in the, like, mental health. She's a psychologist, so she can also prescribe me drugs if she needs. But um, my only worry was, like, I feel like I'm eventually also going to have to find a therapist, like, on the side as to supplement for things that, like, I wouldn't probably talk about with her. So I don't know. I feel like it's it's going to be interesting because I don't know what she's going to dig into. But we'll see. It's also just like I'm really excited for you because I feel like you've been every time we talk, you're always looking for more answers. And it seems like you're like, okay, yeah, this is like helping. But is it like really helping? Like, is it really like getting to the root of what I like the answers that I need to feel like? good about where I'm at yeah or like not even good just like accept it you know uh, but it seems like you're like not quite satisfied with like where you've gotten yet where you're like mm, no I think we're still missing a, a crucial piece of information oh my last therapist I felt like I definitely plateaued with um because I don't feel like she was giving me the constructive feedback it was like oh you're doing great you've come such a long way blah 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 and I'm like bitch I don't need that like I'm coming to you for a reason, so you're like, make tell it- me I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I need to hear that. Make it worth my money. Can you please tell me what the fuck is wrong with me? But it reminds me of when I went to acupuncture. She was I brought this up I feel like before, but they talk about like you treat 
the roots and you treat the branches and the branches are like you know random stuff that comes up like I jammed my finger or something like that but the roots need like your actual sort of body and well-being and how it functions needs to be treated like first and foremost or also and I feel like that's where I'm sort of at in my mental health journey of I mean, talking to you about ADHD and your anxiety, I feel like has started to bring up a lot of questions for me of like, is my anxiety a result of something else? And I'm just like treating the symptom of something. So that's what I'm hoping I might be able to uncover, but we'll see. It's a journey. It is a journey, but also like, I don't know why I keep doing this, but when I find a piece of information, I'm always like, maybe you have ADD. That was like not a thought before, but like I'm like now going down that rabbit hole. So now I'm like telling, I'm just like yelling about it seven ways to Sunday about <laughs> like, maybe you have ADHD. Maybe you have ADHD. They're like, no, you definitely have ADHD. Like you need to like calm the fuck down <laughs> and stop diagnosing people. Like you 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 are in marketing you don't <laughs> you know but I feel like you've brought good information to the table although Thanks. I will say I also did the same with anxiety <laughs> I would be like totally maybe you have anxiety I mean at the end of the day everybody has to have a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of ADD like we constantly have fucking screens in front of our face so everybody gets distracted to some degree and it's a stressful world, man. So everybody got ang- that anxiety too. I know. Totally. I think that there's like also something really, really lovely about being humans that are just like wanting to better understand like, why is my brain like this? Yeah. Oh, you have a similar problem with that brain? Like we are really are like empathetic creatures. We're not a bunch of psychopaths. No. Well, and I'm not so. trying to minimize that. I'm just saying that like it makes sense that you would... Yeah. Be like, oh, maybe you also have ADHD. <laughs> totally. Totally. I mean, who knows? Like, I was reading this article. It was from Quartz magazine, but I forget where it, like, originated from. But they're starting to uncover what they call, like, the lost girls or, like, the lost generation. Mm. And it's basically this entire maybe more than just a single generation, but like multiple generations of women who have gone, who have gone un, undiagnosed with ADHD hmm. because like, just like it wasn't easily detected when they were younger. So now there's a bunch of women coming forward who with and getting diagnosed. And it's because it's probably like gotten to a point where their depression is so bad or their anxiety is so bad. And like, they're actually learning that it's something else that's at the root of it because all these other different medication didn't work so I do think that there's like a validity too and like also talking about it and spreading awareness because otherwise like apparently we just think only boys get ADHD okay that's a whole thing have you seen here's Bria just talks about all of the tv shows have you seen love on the spectrum no, I want to. It is, is it good. So good. I highly recommend it. It's super cute. Um, but also girls tend to go 
underdetected on um, like things like autism and Asperger's too. And this is the cutest part. They're from New Zealand and they call it Aspergis. It's like what? Aluminium. <laughs> Aspergis? Aspergis. I'm like, that's what we should call it too because it sounds a lot better than Asperger's. I know. I know. It's that, yeah. It has that like weird, like a southern twang to it. Well, we and say it's, it. yeah, I don't, ass burgers, like, not a great name. <laughs> this is so like, true. I have a visual in my head of that. It's just, it should be the New Zealand way. But either way, it's similar. Like, there was a girl on there who said, I don't know, I think she was, like, in her late teens when she was diagnosed because it just looks different for girls and I'm like god damn it here's another example <laughs> where sexism you know, just we're just not Your doing the research sexism. on the ladies it's not fair I mean it's crazy to me that they just don't think that that like women are just like immune or like the just the female sex is just immune. Yeah, look at the data. That like clearly if like all the dudes were getting like diagnosed for all these things and then like their thing was like, oh, women don't get it, then obviously women are the better sex, like the far superior, but no. <laughs> like instead they're like, oh, like our results show that they just don't have it. And you're like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Like, it just tends to affect boys. Like, we bleed out of our bodies on a monthly basis. You don't think that different types of conditions affect us differently? I was like, I'll fucking show you. <laughs> fucking show you. Once a week I'll sh- or once, once a month, I'll oh, show once you. Once a week, that would really suck. That would be terrible, right? Yeah, it would suck. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, again, I think I've said this before in this podcast, like I am still like so appalled that people were saying and like everybody was saying that only old people get COVID. (laughs) And kids don't. That's that sounds like something I would make up. I mean, it sounds like something like I'm going to go into some conspiracy theory shit, something that people made up for other reasons keep the economy oh, open. Yeah. Get the kids True. back to school. Get the kids back to school. And all the dumb people them. are just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So I'm just gonna like yeah. not wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, so I can't true. get it. It's like, yeah, it's the numbers so here, I was actually looking at the statistics. Um, I mean, the majority, You here's my thing. When you talk about numbers, it's like I always want to see it in a uh, comparison like a ratio so if you're talking about like the majority of people who were diagnosed with COVID were this age like well how many of the population is that like is it low or is that high but anyway if we're just looking at raw numbers I think the highest number of cases come from the 20 to 29 age range in terms of confirmed cases here yeah because like everybody's going to like the Florida Keys fucking frat parties what's the one in what's the place in texas that everybody goes to uh like something is it south south padre Padre island yeah yep people be partying still the ozarks 
people oh, yeah. getting crazy in the Ozarks. Man, honestly, like, luckily, like, we've always just been used to anticipating the worst case scenario. So I'm just like, all right, well, I'm buckling up. Here we go. What's the next shitty thing that's going to come? Yeah. <laughs> We're already yeah. anticipating the next pandemic. So this one's like nothing. <laughs> yeah. To all our mentally ill friends listening to this, check in on your uh, not mentally ill friends. Yes. Like they are not doing okay. No. Clue. No. We're, we're prepped for this shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you didn't think that life can get this shitty? <laughs> like, welcome to my life all the time. Do you want to jump into my brain for a second and I'll show you what's up? <laughs> just walk outside your door. I'll just give you a tour. Go to Go to Walmart right now. Okay. I Did you see the TikTok that I shared on our Instagram account of... um. The person who is like already thinking yes. about the parking situation a week away from like a party you got invited to and yes. stressing out about it. Like, yeah, this shit's real. Parking is stressful. You're just, if I'm ever going into like a new store I've never been in, I usually avoid it because I'm like, I don't know what the situation's going to be there. In I general or just now me. with COVID? well both but like in general yeah I get I got stressed out when I lived in New York there was this place called Just Salad and I overcame my anxiety and I went and they have delicious salad that I now recreate anyway if any of our listen listeners are from New York they know what I'm talking about it's delicious but because we were in New York and because of the way this place was structured that it's like uh um just a line and I mean I think sweet greens is the same way like there's all of these places where you like pick out chipotle style like mm-hmm. what you want but this place particularly stressed me out because they were so fast that if you like didn't make a fucking decision they were gonna like yell at you and move on <laughs> it felt no, like just the classic New York way did you ever watch Seinfeld speaking of full circle um I mean, we're going to talk about the soup Nazi. The soup Nazi, yes. <laughs> I've you seen the, the the, that episode, yeah. It's like that is real in New York. Oh, I believe it. You don't have a decision? Oh, really no soup for you. You don't know what bagel you want? No bagel for you. You don't know what salad you want? Get the fuck out. Yeah. It's just... Uh, I mean... I think a lot of those fast casual restaurants are sometimes really stressful because I also hate when they don't think about the overall like experience and how they want to navigate people through a space. So like you go in through the door and then you go the way that you think you're supposed to, but then you look up and it says pick up instead of order here. And so you have to like make your way through. I totally get it. It feels like quick service restaurant 101 that you design it in such a way that it's easy for people to navigate it and experience it properly. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I, I totally think about get us the anxiety anxious going- people and your designs. You would think like like somebody should be writing, I don't know. Whoa, so, what if we got hired to be like consultants for like new stores and restaurants? And it's like, we want to get the like worst case scenario, <laughs> most anxious person's feedback on how this is laid out. I would easily be able to go in somewhere and be like, that this is stressful. That's stressful. 
yeah get this out of here where do I walk how do I pay where do I pay do you take card do you only take cash which is also a thing in New York some only take cash it's problematic stressful it's crazy who does that um what about like busy times like the lunch rush you know where you're like I gotta get there I gotta get there otherwise like come 12.05 it's slammed and I won't be able to eat yep that oh yeah and am I gonna get back in time for my meeting am I gonna have to like scarf food down my face I don't know I would totally have that job maybe we could start to like market ourselves for that because I don't know I'm willing to put myself through that yeah same what do you think about this hotel design I was like uh (laughs) first of all too many colors too many colors. Why are the rooms so close to the elevators? Also, why is it so close to the stair exits? Don't you know that people can get abducted so easily? Oh, see, what are we all found your hotspot. You- it's the hotels. <laughs> okay. Can you I not put me you- near a staircase, please? Or an oh, elevator? Yeah. Do you not do that when you like when you like book a hotel? Like you have like your laundry list of demands? Uh no, but I usually expect when I get my key card, I'm like, that better be a high floor. That's my only expectation. I want to be at the yeah. top. Yeah. High floor. Um, I have to be away from a an elevator, not because of the sound, but because I don't need anybody knowing where my room is. <laughs> like... You don't know you don't know who you're gonna be in an elevator with and you walk out and then you just start swiping your card into a room. They're like, oh cool. That 30-something-year-old female who's here on a business trip is alone and that's her room. Mm, that's true. This is true. I I also yeah. stress out about though being close to the elevator or the stairs on work trips specifically because what if I'm in my room talking shit and somebody comes off of the elevator and they can hear me or I don't ever know who's next to me I know those walls are thin so you need to scope that out they are thin they are thin especially like the independent hotels yeah like put some more insulation like, have you not been to a Hyatt before? It's not that hard. <laughs> Spray yeah, foam insulation, people. Um, there have been times where I have heard full-blown fights. Because, you know, like, the rooms with, like, the joint doors? Oh, yeah. But then, like, it's, like, locked, which that freaks me out, too. Even though it's locked on my side. Yeah, that I don't know who's on the other side. Right. I don't know if they can opening. pick a lock. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that, Bria. <laughs> Never stay at a hotel. Never. I'm sorry, is this a conjoining room? Is it by the elevator? Is it by stairs? Yeah. I want none of those things. I'm like, who is staying next door to me? Can you put me you far don't away have to from tell my me coworkers? everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this, li- this list of demands is getting a lot longer, but I think the experience on hotels is the same. Like you just are so vulnerable having to sleep there. Yeah. Oh, I heard, I feel like I was talking to you a lot when I was in Miami earlier this year, because it was around when we were trying to launch this podcast, there was a bunch of drama around the name of the podcast. Anyway. Oh, don't remind me. It was like the middle of the night because I was up late. 
um, because obviously being on West Coast time, I had a hard time falling asleep. And I heard someone like scream and some super loud noise so much that I like Karen that shit. And I called down to the front desk and I was like, I feel like somebody's in trouble up here. (laughs) Like it it was terrifying. And then I'm like, well, I'm not sleeping tonight because who the fuck knows what's going on. Like coming down this hallway. Yeah. Just offing all of us. Well, that was also an example where I usually don't do this, but I booked this hotel and the room that they put me in was like a two bedroom, two bath with a kitchen and a living room, but it was super outdated and gross. And I was like, I have to be here for like eight days. I don't want to be in this like nasty, also giant room like I almost feel like they thought no extra rooms yeah I think they thought like oh well we'll just give her this shittier room because she spent more money but she's gonna appreciate the space no I don't want that that stresses me out somebody else sleeping in that other room I'm gonna need to leave all the doors open and all the lights on because I don't know this place so I did go down there and I was like I'm super uncomfortable with confrontation, but I I did it. And they gave me a super nice room at the very top floor. And I was right next to the presidential suite. Oh, nice. Pretty, pretty good. Did you ask, did you ask who was staying in the presidential suite just so you can plan your route in case you get abducted? I didn't, but it was around Super Bowl time. So so I probably would have been abducted if there was any time to be abducted. A big event where you can get lost in a shuffle in a crowd is the time. Um, okay, so what I do every time I go into a new room is I check everything. Mm-hmm. Like I check the closets, I check under the bed, I check behind the curtains, I check the yeah. bathroom. You don't you don't know. And then do you ever like purposely leave? things when you leave the hotel room in places that like if it it looks like it was just like thrown somewhere like once I'm like maybe I'll put this jacket here and if it ends up on the bed then I'm gonna know someone is here I I go great lengths to like evaluate my situations I haven't done that but I intentionally never have people come clean my room me neither I don't like it it makes me I don't think super... they're going to steal. It just makes me, yeah. It, yeah, it's simply a comfort thing. Yeah, it's like, totally. It's like I saw this thing that's so true of like when you go into the gynecologist's office, you always like hide your underwear in your pants because you're like, I don't want her to see like sunny side up underwear, you know. <laughs> sunny side up. <laughs> so... Uh, I think my brother-in-law coined that credit to to Nick on that one. But, you know, you hide it and you're like, this person's going to straight up be in my vag. And I'm like, carefully (laughs) hiding my underwear. (laughs) Underwear? What's that? So like with the housekeeper, I'm like, I don't want to have to clean before you clean. Like, I totally do that. See my shit. Just just I don't need I don't want you to make like judge me. Yeah. Right. Like, be like, wow, what, what a slob, what a piece of shit. Just think she could just throw her things all over this hotel room. So no, I 100%, I clean. I mean, I clean before our house cleaners go. Yeah. 
I think I it's reasonable. I, I think it, I cleaned yeah. before somebody came to fix our freezer because I was like, oh, God, he can't see this kitchen. What yeah. the fuck does he care? He's going to be in my freezer. Yeah. <laughs> but my oh, other reason man. for not wanting to get people come to come into my room and clean it is because they make the bed and I like need that shit <laughs> out. Yeah. I want my feet to be free. I don't need to feel fucking constrained in those hotel bed corner hospital corners that they make i know you're like laying like a burrito and you're like <laughs> just just gonna sleep like a dead person though <laughs> not fucking vampire over here like i'm gonna kick that shit you need to also do you ever wonder out. do you ever wonder if they like fully change out the sheets or if they're just like oh she barely untucked it i'm just gonna tuck it back in for the next i don't think they change the sheets I mean, it's just seems oh, really you mean they don't like in between people? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's gross. Probably, that's probably yeah. happened. It's. I mean, I feel like your chances of having stayed at a hotel at some point in your life where they didn't change the sheets from the person before you are pretty high. I know, just somebody else's dead skin cells on me. Just like <clears throat> does not sit well. <clears throat> it doesn't sit well. No, it doesn't. That's gross. I mean, I think also when you travel a lot or when you you did travel a lot for work you have like your own routine like you have the thing that you eat for breakfast because you know it's not going to give you a stomach ache and you have to go poop yeah mid-flight you calculate when you're going to eat yeah so that you know and then you know how much water you're going to drink and how many times you're going to go to the bathroom before and have just enough water so i don't get a uti but not enough water that i have to get up all the time because i prefer the window Oh, yeah. See, I'm aisle seat all the way. It's mainly because I, the anxiety of just having to like crawl over people and like wake somebody up. Oh, I know. Yeah. I hold it a lot. Do you? Yeah, it's not great. And so you're just like miserable for like two hours. Yeah. I did that on an international flight actually because the two people next to me were sleeping and there was like there was less room on this flight in the economy section than in a normal economy section and it was fucking virgin atlantic okay like that's not a shitty airline and i swear to you there was like no room so it's not even like i could attempt to crawl over these people and the other problem when you're sitting in the window is the two people next to you you have a better chance as a window person of asking a couple or people that know each other to get up because then they'll like poke the other person for you or something. You know what I mean? But if they yeah. both don't know each other, then it gets weird because it's like... And the guy's like, well, I don't know. Like, Just yeah, hold like, it. Excuse me. So there were two people next to me on that flight. They did not know each other and they were both asleep. And I was like, I can't sleep because I really got to pee. So I wait until everybody else gets up. And then I go. Oh my god, that could be so long. It's true, but I feel like on international flights, nobody, unless you're in business class, nobody is actually sleeping through the night, or you're on some yeah. like crazy drugs. Yeah, I guess so. I just like for me, if I have to go to the bathroom, that's when I'm just like, I'll just wait a little bit. I'll just wait a little bit, and if I'm not on the aisle, but I'm always on the aisle. Um, I basically just start making a lot of noise. 
and just shuffling around until yeah. someone wakes up. I'm like, oh my God, are you up? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can I go to the bathroom? Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. It, ju- it just hit me. It just hit me. Yeah, I'm like, you turn on like music or something like that. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. So yeah, sorry. oops, I forgot to connect my <laughs> headphones. But while, while you're up, I really, I really could just use the restroom. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, there's so many things to consider when you traveling. I mean, why are we talking about traveling right now? I don't know, because it's never happening, but whatever. What are you going to do? I'm actually gl- gl- glad, glad, glad. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not traveling. Anyway, on that note. <laughs> on that note, I, I feel mean, like we did it. Yeah, this was a random. It. it was a random. You guys, I mean, thanks it. for sticking with us. I think this was great. I mean, I love that we're just talking about something that's like so not relevant to anybody's life right now. But if you are traveling, maybe you can like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, we should not be giving advice. Like that is 100% not our space. <laughs> no, uh, we, we need every people time to give and- us advice. <laughs> yeah, we're like, every time you check in, make sure that you're always seeing, check your surroundings, which everybody should always do. But then also make sure that all doors are locked. Make sure nobody's go under your bed. Like we're going to give people anxiety now. Yeah. So like, I didn't think about that, but I listened to this podcast, Two Girls with Anxiety, and guess what? Now I have anxiety. But if you want to give us advice on how you've traveled and how your anxiety has changed trying to prep for that shit, because think about like the face mask shield on top of the mask. That's like the whole, hazmat suit that you whole, wear. It's a whole thing. How do you get out of that for the bathroom? Like that's a Do people actually a wear a hazmat suit? No, they wear like those like, you know, like those paper like uh, onesies. Oh. I don't know. T- tell us people, how do you pee in it? Oh my god, like you have to strip down but then does that touch the ground? Like Ew. Oh. And then that defeats Or do you have like a new one? That defeats the purpose of COVID then. That does defeat the your hazmat. Of your hazmat suit gown touched your pee, and now sign with my pee. I just don't want to touch anybody else's pee. <laughs> also, they're like whites and it's like papery. So, like if you cap pee on it, someone's like, "Hey, you have like a yellow stain Ew. on your suit," <laughs> which would happen to me. It totally happened to me. All right, all over so. yourself. All right, well. <laughs> Okay, we're not going to give advice. That's that is the moral of this story. Bria and I are so grateful for the opportunity to connect with you, and we hope you continue to tune in to our conversations covering various topics surrounding anxiety. While we hope this podcast provides a sense of comfort, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that we are not doctors or any licensed professionals and cannot recommend treatment or give individualized advice. If you or someone you know is struggling with anxiety or depression, please contact a mental health professional.